cool. You did it. How are you doing, fam? I feed the fifth. Okay. Um, few things. It is, like we said, funny, awkward to redo an episode when we have audio issues. Yeah. But I still want your 30-second review of The Suicide Squad. I, I want your thoughts on this movie. I want people to know how you feel about this movie. Go. The Suicide um, Squad. Movie funny. Yeah. Jokes landed, which is rare for me in superhero movies. Facts. Might be as funny as Thor Ragnarok, if not more funny. I think I laughed more sure. at Suicide Squad than <laughs> I did at Thor Ragnarok, but I think I was more engaged with Thor Ragnarok all the way through. Yeah. I didn't didn't really care for that weird slow period before after Harley, you know, Papaos, that one guy. Mm-hmm. But then before they got to Jotunheim, I feel like it dragged during that point. I didn't really care for it. Um I enjoyed the scene at the bar, but yeah. other than that, it was really I just kind of felt like this didn't need to be here. It's just fluff, which is fine. Fluff is okay. But it just that's where I, I kind of lost focus there. Okay. So I'd say Thor Ragnarok is probably a tighter movie for me, but I think I enjoyed Suicide Squad a lot more. Okay. That's what's... It made me laugh a lot more. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, favorite. Very funny movie. Favorite, yeah. favorite character? Favorite moment? Um, favorite character? Bro. I'll get back to you on that one. Favorite moment is the the scene with the the jackal weasel oh. falling out of the plane. It's easily easily the best part of the movie for me. I love that thing. It's creepy and it makes me laugh with how disgusting and gross it is. Did anyone care to check if the weasel could swim? Yeah, I might. Yeah, I'll, you know Viola Davis. She's she's oh, my favorite. Hell yeah, she is perfect for uh, Amanda Waller. Like like she, yeah, she. She's the she's the equivalent to me as Robert Downey, yeah. Hugh Jackman, yep. Viola Davis, perfect casting, and S- Samuel L. Jackson, surprisingly, uh, for perfect casting. Uh, 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 Sam Jackson's uh, Nick Fury. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that's awesome. I also love the movie, but people already know that. So, let's dive in to the what is it? The twenty eighth, twenty seventh chapter of the MCU, if you include the shows. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, direct, yep. directed by uh, Destin Daniel Cretton. Uh, hmm. Deja vu. This is... Oh, why? No reason. Okay. I felt like we've recorded this before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. We, we lost it. We lost it. Um, this is the first Asian-led film in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, uh, yeah, I love this movie. It doesn't even feel like an MCU movie, which is why it stands out so much. Um, the third act is Chinese uh, mythology on full display. Um, there's okay. beautiful creatures, great, um, great special effects for those creatures, like the phoenix and uh, and the nine-tailed fox and um, and the, and those chicken pigs with faceless and and those giant uh, lion uh, dogs that, that kind of that kind of uh, resemble Entei from Pokemon. Like you can see where the inspiration kind of comes from and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. See, well, you know, yeah, yeah. Different cultures. But. Yeah, yeah, different cultures. But um, but you know, like um, watching, you know, Teen Wolf and you know, anime and you know, Naruto, in Chinese culture, Japanese culture, Korean culture, this nine-tailed fox is a constant image, like it's yes. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
For sure. And another thing that's kind of a constant image, I won't speak for Korean, but um, you know, Japanese and Chinese culture, uh, the dragon being this symbol of power and courage. Like, you know, in yeah. medieval times, white people, like, oh, the dragon, they're coming to kill us. Oh, fire breather. We need, we need a brave white knight to take him out. In Chinese culture, they are the great protectors. They're guardians. They're, they, you know, there's a great respect and love for these creatures, which, which is great. Um, right. Simu uh, Liu, the... You know, Shang-Chi, the, the principal character. I love this guy. On screen, yeah. off screen, his character, Shang-Chi, I said it before, he feels like a best friend. He feels like someone we know. He feels relatable. Uh, he has this dark past, you know, because his family and his father is. Uh, and he's trying to, you know, when we meet him, he's trying to be better. He's trying to leave that behind. His father, since he was seven years old, trained him to be a killer. And that's just not what he wants, you know? Um, his father, played by Tony Leung, we can't we can't say enough about Tony Leung. This is his first. Yeah. Uh, he's the best part of the movie for me. He's my favorite character in the, in the movie. Um, this is his American audience debut. Like he, his career spans thirty years, and he's just now being introduced to American audiences. Uh, I think is is a shame, but you know, better late than never. This, yeah. this guy is amazing. This is yeah. Go ahead. My like not my first time, but this is my first time like seeing him on like a big screen. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Big big screen exactly because like growing up watching stars and HBO. Uh, Jet Li's hero, Jet Li's fearless, um, uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, Stephen Chow's Kung Fu Hustle, Shaolin Soccer, like um, the actor who plays Guang Bo, like he's the um, he's the uh, rubber man from a uh, uh, Kung Fu Hustle. His wife is the Lion Roar Lady. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah he's like there's so many not not Easter eggs, but if you grew up watching martial arts films, there is so yeah. much in this movie that you will love, and that is me. I grew up. I to be fair, I haven't seen. I need a. I need a refresher course on Bruce Lee. His movies are a bit older, you know. But but yeah. Jackie Chan in the '90s, like like Rumble in the Bronx, Jet Li's The One, like these are movies I love so much. And Shang Chi, when he's on the bus, that bus scene is so epic. The jacket on, jacket off move is a is an homage to Jackie Chan. The speed of his mm -hmm. fists moving to the tempo of the music is very Jet Li, like. Yeah. Um, the opening sequence of his parents is gorgeous. Uh, uh, Wuxi, the, um, the art of them like kind of doing that air ballet kind of kung fu martial arts. Yeah, wuxia? wuxia. I mm -hmm. I love that. It's very reminiscent of... Um, I told you about this uh, the last time we tried to do this. Uh, uh, Jet Li's hero. There's a fight between Jet Li and Tony Leung, and they're um, dancing on a lake, and they're in the air. And when, when they come down, in order, in order to remain suspended, they dip their they dip their swords in the water and that's how they jump up again. Like it's so breathtaking. And there's yeah. all those classic elements and homages to classic martial arts films are in Shang-Chi. And that's why I love this movie so much. It's just a great martial arts film. If you know, it doesn't feel like the MCU until, you know, we see Wong. Wong is the only thing yeah. that really ties this in. Um, uh, what, what were your, what were your um, initial thoughts of uh, Shang-Chi? My initial thoughts? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I know nothing about him comic-wise. All I know about him in the comic books is that he trained Spider-Man and taught him how to taught him his own martial. He created a martial art for Spider-Man that basically is about using 360 degrees movement of being able to walk on walls. It means that you can fight in unique places and from different angles that most people will never expect. That's badass. That's all I know is that he's this martial arts guy who's so 
advanced and so skilled that he's able to look at someone and create a new martial art specifically for them based on whatever they have. That's all I really knew about him before going into the movie. So coming into this, I came in knowing as much as pretty much practically everyone, right? Right. And when I did watch it, I liked everything that you said you liked. I like the fighting. I like the fact that it is literally just a Wuxia film. Yeah. You know, like it's it's just martial heroes in Marvel. Yeah. Which is cool. And I like all of that stuff. I just didn't like any of the characters, really. Okay. Besides um, his father. Yeah. His mother. Mm-hmm. His aunt. <laughs> she was she was badass. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I'll be I'll be like adult adults. Pretty much. Yeah. I feel like the, the way I feel about this movie, I don't know if I said this last time, but this is how I feel. I was talking to someone and I said it. I feel the same way about this movie that I feel about Naruto. Oh, okay. Where in Naruto, they introduce you to Naruto and he's this kid with an orange jacket on, right? Mm-hmm. But then you start, as the show goes on, you start seeing all these old timers and you're like, yo, these guys are way cooler than the people that you want me to focus on. I would much prefer... A story about these old timers and their youth when they're knocking heads then the story you're giving me about these young timers yeah and that just might be me i might always just i might have always just like older characters and stories so that could just be a personal thing yeah but i feel as though uh shang and aquafina's character i don't even remember her name mm-hmm. katie they didn't re- katie they didn't really hit for me mm. his sister was cool i liked his sister oh my gosh his sister was cool. such a badass yeah she's sick but yeah i enjoyed the movie i enjoyed the visuals i think it's very pretty uh i think it's gonna slot right in next to black panther for me okay um just in that same of just average marvel film yeah in terms of the whole package there are certain things that i think this movie does better than anything obviously the combat obviously best the the uh the visuals i think the cg in this film i remember watching the movie and being like hey hold on <laughs> this is this is good this is really good cgi like this looks really nice as long as he's not interacting with it mm-hmm. you know like when it's just by itself and it's a cgi monster fighting another cgi monster yeah i'm like whoa this looks really good this looks awesome like this is really high quality i like this yeah so but yeah i think all in all is a good good film i've still only seen it once I I should probably watch it again before it leaves theaters. I think I will. Yeah. There's, but yeah. It's just that's my that's my my one too. Yeah. Like I totally feel you with like liking older characters more because I just watched um, uh, Gunpowder Milkshake on Netflix and Karen Gillan uh, Nebula from the MCU. She's the star, but like she's surrounded by these OGs by Angela Bassett, Michelle Yeoh again, Lena Lena Headey, um, uh, Cersei from Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. and, uh, Car- Ooh, I love her. Yeah, and, uh, and Carla uh, Gugio, um, the mom from, uh, um, uh, Spy Kids. And okay. you just see the difference in the mastery of the craft. Like, Karen Gillan, she's, she can act, but, like, comparatively, Michelle Yeoh, Angela Bassett, Lena Headey, they're acting with their eyes. They're acting with their mm-hmm. face. They don't need dialogue to portray emotion because they are just that good at what they do. Um, and I, I totally see that in Shang-Chi. Uh, with, without a doubt, uh, Michelle Yeoh doesn't show up until the third act, but she still has so much uh, of presence. presence and impact on the film. And uh, Tony Leung, like he, 
he like the MCU has gotten so great with villains and getting you to side with them. He's a man grieving. He he misses his wife and he wants her back. That's it. He, well, I think that's why personally he's my favorite. Probably one of my favorite MCU villains. If I looked at a list, I'd probably he, he might be number one. Yeah, was because it's the first time they've actually tried to do something with a villain that wasn't just you know yeah copy of character or you know just bad guy. Why is he bad? Because he's bad. You know, like I mean, there's Thanos obviously, but Thanos doesn't count because Thanos is a villain that was literally built up for almost a decade. Yeah, so Thanos doesn't count. But for the other one-shot movie villains who just kind of show up mm-hmm. and then um, die, you know, yeah, I think I think he might be my favorite. And just that we got to spend so much time with him that wasn't him kicking puppies and punching orphans. You know, yeah. like a lot of the time we spent with him is just him hanging out with his family again. Him, yeah. like you know, being a father and stuff like that. That's like we see a lot of that. Yeah, and because they spent so much time to humanize him. It kind of had me kind of conf- I was in meta thought while watching it because I'm like, how are they going to do the Marvel movie wrap up with this guy? Because he doesn't feel like someone I want to see beaten. It's more like I want him to get help. Yeah. And like, you know, figure it out, that kind of thing. I don't want to see him, you know, beaten down. I just kind of want to see- it's like the guy's he's too pathetic <laughs> is a word I guess you can use. To, to say like he's too pathetic to want him to be like crushed you know yeah like you're not you're not cheering like when star lord punches kurt russell in the face you're not <laughs> you're not like yeah punch him in the face when it's like oh man this is heavy that they're fighting yeah and he can't see through the delusions you know yeah like um i only cheered when he like when ego's like it put my heart to put that tumor in her head and he like what and lights his ass up with, with the guns that that was kind of yeah. yeah i cheer for that but when they're fighting that's what i mean yeah yeah that's what i mean but you wouldn't do that there's no point in this movie where you would cheer when he's getting beat yeah. up because it's just it's not that kind of story yeah. it's not a story where the villain is this pure evil awful person you know we said it last time but i think one of the huge touches that kind of sets the tone with how i felt about him was when he went to go and get shang it wasn't you're coming home. I can't believe you failed your mission. I can't believe you didn't come back. Blah blah blah. It was just like, okay, I gave you ten years. I, yeah, I, I knew where you were this entire time. I, I could have come and yeah. gotten you. I missed at I, any time. I missed you. Come home. Missed. Come on, let's go. Yeah, home. that was it. Yeah, the, literally yeah. it. Like, oh, you failed me. Disgrace. No, like, no, just. Hey. I gave you ten years to live your life. I missed you. Come home. It's time. Um, um, yeah. Uh, but the sister, uh, played by Mong Er Zhang so great this is her, this is her first movie ever uh mainstream big budget film and i love the independence um uh yeah. it's uh you know it's a thing and it's known you know in chinese culture uh, the daughters women aren't held in the same high esteem and in this film the culture is that not true yeah let's be real. yeah let's be let's be honest um yeah uh so i just love her independence her her lines like my father you know my father wouldn't train me when my mother died. He kind of turned me away because I looked too much like her. And so I watched mm-hmm. on the sidelines, watched everything my brother did, and the boys, I learned how to do it better just by watching. And then, yeah. and yep. The other line, which is my favorite line from her, which was, if my father is not going to allow me to enter his empire, I'll make my own. Yes. I'm like, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, um, do that shit. After, after they fight, he's like, uh, um, in Mandarin, the first 10 minutes 
of this film is in Mandarin, which is great culture. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, uh, you you uh, run this place? She goes, I own it. And I was like, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Ten Rings in the comics, because you know the way they're worn in the in the movie is a Chinese martial arts weapon, as we saw in Kung Fu Hustle. Um, the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the tailor, the, the that guy, he his his mastery style is is are the rings that that you wear on your forearms. Mm-hmm. In the comics, mm-hmm. they're rings for your fingers. Yeah. And they that I know, mm-hmm. and like within e- each one has the, mm-hmm. the trapped soul of some intergalactic warlord or something. Yeah. So like that's why they're so damn powerful. And in the film, mm-hmm. you know, they grant uh, Wen Wu, which is uh, Shang Chi's father's name, his real name. There's an entire scene about that. There's also an entire scene about how to properly say Shang Chi's name, which is again, which is yeah, more culture. Yeah. Um, but I had a, I judged someone yeah. the other day because they saw the movie and they're still pronouncing it wrong. Oh my gosh. On. Yeah, <laughs> like come on. Yeah, that's they put like a whole, literally a whole like five minute scene of someone being like Shang Shang Chi, Shang Chi, Shang no no Shang Shang S H Shang S H A N G Shang Shang Chi. They literally went an entire, you know, to me like they put that moment in that movie for, for that very re- reason. For <laughs> that reason, and it's like you still fucked it up. You know? <laughs> still fucked it up. Um, Hilarious. But yeah, his you know his father's real name is Wen Wu, and uh, in the beginning of the movie, it's very futile, you know, very. You know, martial arts, very uh, Jet Li's hero, uh, Je- uh, mm-hmm. House of Flying Daggers, a great movie. Yeah. Um, I was a little concerned, like I told you last time, he uses the rings as like these whips, and they generate a shield that can block the arrows. I inst- We all thought of, uh, I don't know the villain in Iron Man 2, Whiplash, what's his name? Yes, that's his name. Yeah, um, played by Mickey Rourke. Uh, yeah, it's just these lightning whips that just don't do much the character doesn't do much like a lot of a lot of villains yeah. a lot of villains early mcu don't are very forgettable they, they they're yeah. they're not good um a lot of them all of them are in my opinion i looked yeah. at while i was looking to see how i'd rank him villain wise i was staring at a picture of all of the faces of the villains up until thanos and i was very disappointed yeah <laughs> exactly very disappointed. um but yeah like i was concerned but that quickly went away because once he uh jumps off his horse and like you know He's, he's done blocking the arrows. He 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 just goes in, and he's like thrashing people mm-hmm. around. He can combine them to make like a this little like destructo disc kind of thing that blows things up when he throws it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was yeah. dope. And then in the third act, when Shang Chi gets it, we see how he how he kind of uses them differently as like stepping stones. So much. He better. like launches himself so off. Much the, yeah, and it's and it reminds me of you know when uh, when uh, it's it's the fight with uh, his aunt. And she's training him. He's like, my mom was the only person who could beat him with, with the magic of, of Ta-Lo. Um, the, you know, the, the great protector, the dragon, f- f- fuels this, this land with magic, including the people. Like, there's, they have heightened strength and ability and agility because of the power of Ta-Lo. Um, mm-hmm. and, and she teaches him. And it's a great, you know, kind of like uh, Neji and Hinata Hyuga, gentle fist. She, like, takes his fist and opens it up. She's, you know, like... Yes. you know don't be oh, right this is my cue yeah of last time yeah, yeah. So <laughs> go ahead we had a little brief discussion last time when we recorded this about soft versus hard martial arts yes and you know japan has a bunch of them that's the ones i'm the most knowledgeable of like aikido uh some people would consider judo a soft martial art uh jujitsu that kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's not about striking it's about taking your opponent's weight, taking your opponent's body, and making their body work against you. Yeah. Right? Like, I 
it's a soft versus hard martial art. You know, things like Muay Thai are it's a hard martial art. Yeah. It's literally just hit them until they stop moving and that kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not to say there's no technique in there because there's tons of technique. It's just two different uh, pathways to victory, if you would. One is I'm going to just hit them. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to strike. I'm going to kick. I'm going to knee, elbow, or whatever. I'm going to dominate them versus I'll let them come to me. I'll lock them into place. I'll throw them. I will take their strike and spin it around, what have you, to avoid it. Soft versus hard. And the reason why is just that their father's martial art, whatever it, his fist-to-fist martial art is, it just got hard countered by her soft martial art. Yes. Like hard countered. He could not do anything about it. Even with the rings. Okay. Even with the rings, she was like doing this this bagua circle walking airbending move, just like moving them out the way, not like standing in the way, just moving them out the way. And uh, and a lot of people were saying that like, oh, this movie uh, ripped off um, Avatar, like ripped off Avatar. Avatar is based off of this, like, if anything, like, mm-hmm. this is, if anything. If, yeah, yeah, this is where it comes from, like, like, uh, Chinese martial arts, Japanese martial arts, there's this, this theme of elemental abilities, animalistic abilities, you know, there's, like, tiger style, crane style, you know, uh, uh, wind, water, like, these are all elements that kind of influence their, their fighting style, and that's mm-hmm. been, that's, this is thousands, hundreds of years old, like, like, and again, Avatar Last Airbender is an American show. It's it's heavily inspired by anime if you watch the show, but it's not anime. It's Nick, it's yeah. Nickelodeon. <laughs> so Nickelodeon. so that was very annoying to keep hearing. Oh, they ripped off uh, Last Airbender. They really didn't. And and I said that I made this point last time. The third act, uh, when Shang Chi and his father are, have like Shang Chi has five rings, his father has five rings, and they go at it. There's mm-hmm. um, his father gets fed up, and he takes five rings launches them into Shang-Chi's gut, sends them into the air, meets them in there, and then smashes them down. And there's a beautiful wide shot of Shang-Chi, a ball of light crashing down. Like, Mm -hmm. that shot, like, the third act of Shang-Chi gives me hope that it can be done, like we said, of an actual live-action Dragon Ball, a Dragon Ball Z, or even uh, another um, Last Airbender movie. It can be done properly, and Shang-Chi proves it. Yeah, we'll see with that One Piece show coming in Netflix. That's that's so confusing to me, considering it's gonna it's, be so bad. It's not even it's over. Gonna be so bad, it's gonna be. So, I mean, no, no, no. Trust me, One Piece has enough content that if they started making this show at the rate they're going, it would probably be done by the time they were halfway through. Okay, that is not the problem. One Piece is a modern day epic in terms of length. Yeah, right. That's not the problem. The problem is is that the fact that it's going to be a Netflix show and not a big movie by a big studio means that the money involved is going to be limited. Mm-hmm. And Luffy stretches all the time. If I'm watching a One Piece thing and Luffy is <laughs> not constantly abusing his devil fruit to stretch his hands to steal something off someone's plate or wrap his neck around someone to get a better view of the thing they have in their hand <laughs> or what have you, Luffy is constantly using his powers. And that's going to cost money to do properly especially if they want to make it look good so i just and then besides luffy everyone and their mother in one piece fights crazy yeah so it's like the budget required to animate that and make it look good yeah and it's gonna be a netflix show i'm not and then also I'm, i'm worried that they might do give it the fucking archie treatment where luffy is a high schooler and oh my god 
Dra- yeah. <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> yeah, they they nickname him the Monkey King. Yeah, and his real name is Luffy Anderson. Like you know, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I don't. Know. I don't it's know. it's the same issue I'm having. I'm still having with uh, Titans on HBO Max. Be- mm-hmm. Beast Boy only turns into a tiger. He only turns That's into a tiger. Afford. That's all they can afford. Um, Starfire doesn't really fly. Um, uh, Superboy is compared to the CW Supergirl. Superboy is decent, but still not great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, it's just, it's the same. There's if you can, you don't have the budget to pull this stuff off, you know. But um, right. but yeah. Uh, uh, which is why I'm excited for Cowboy Bebop. You know, that's that's an old that that's an older yeah. one. It's it's finished. Uh, the first image. More importantly, it's it's totally grounded in reality. Totally grounded. They're just futuristic bounty hunters. You know, and yeah. it's it's really dope. Um, yeah. But uh, going back to Shang Chi, uh, the Mandarin. Uh, do you know anything about the Mandarin from the comics? Uh, no, not really. I'm not really into Iron Man in the comic okay. books. So. Uh, well, the, you know, you they brought back the fake Mandarin from Iron Man three, from uh, you mm-hmm. know, 2013, uh, uh, played by Sir Ben Kingsley, uh, Trevor Trevor uh, Slatery, um, the actor from Liverpool. <laughs> Uh, they mm-hmm. bring him back in this movie, and he's great comedic relief. Maybe even more so than Aquafina. Like, like when he shows up, it's just hilarious. Um, you know, uh, that that scene with Morris, and they 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 see him, and he's like, "Wait, you can see him? Oh, I thought I was hallucinating. I thought I'm crazy, Morris. You're real. I love you." <laughs> yeah, yeah um, that, was that was a great um, tie-in, and to have their father in a previous scene, Wen Wu acknowledge the fact that happened. You know, they're talking about the importance of, of your name and how it ties you to all the people who came before you. And that, I think, mm-hmm. goes back to your point, Sam, about why you enjoyed, you know, the older characters so much. They just had a reverence about them, um, you know, about uh, the, the importance of your name and, and like, how uh, letting go of, of past loved ones is an American idea. Um, near the beginning of the film, but before yeah. the bus scene, uh, Shang-Chi goes to uh, pick up Katie from her house to go to work. And he sits in her grandfather, her, her uh, late grandfather's chair. Her grandmother is like, "Oh, don't sit there. That's uh, uh, Y Gong or Y Joe's um, uh, seat." He goes, "Oh, I'm sorry." And she goes, "See, I left him um, cigarettes and funyuns." Uh, and he goes, "Are you are you sure that's allowed to bring them bring, bring uh, cigarettes back to the dead?" And she goes, "Of course it is. Last year I left a, a bottle of whiskey on his grave, and the next day it was gone." <laughs> I, I bet it was. I bet it was, Grandma. Um, and yeah, it's just. Uh, the idea. Don't argue with grandma. Yeah, you don't argue with grandma. You just gotta let her. You just gotta let her have. Yeah, her and it's it's the same thing. I I'm uh in Falcon Winter Soldier, Mr. Nakajima, Bucky killed his son, and not Mr. Nakajima built a shrine to his son in his apartment. They don't let go of these people, even after death. Their loved ones are very much so still a part of their lives, and they honor them every single day. It's beautiful, and like, honest, like I honestly, I have loved ones, so I I, I do see myself doing that for because you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and and you uh, and you had like a personal, an, like a y- y- you have a friend who ha- who uh, has a shrine at their house, right? You, you mentioned that last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the homies, he has a like an actual full shrine in his backyard. Yeah, it's in like a, a building. Yeah, not a build. I keep saying building. It's like because it's not a shed. It's way bigger and way fancier than a shed. Yeah, right. It's like made out of concrete and stuff. Yeah, but it's in his backyard. It's big. It's bigger than like the average living room. It's like two of those put together. Yeah. And inside of it is literally just this big, like, you know, like a multi-sectioned off place that they have for 
performing the ceremony to honor their ancestors right yeah and he was telling me that back home there would be someone at the this would be done at a temple right Mm -hmm. and there would be someone reciting i don't know chanting praying i'm not sure what it is Mm -hmm. to be honest but chanting basically for they have someone doing it 24 7 okay and the, the monks will take shifts so now that they're in america and that is not something that is feasible what they do is they have like recordings playing of people chanting and that is on forever he said that he's never seen it off he like it's always on he's like they have a gen i think they have a generator for it yeah um for power outages and stuff so it's like it's super important and then he walked me through like the thing where you pick up the incense and you light it and you move to certain areas in the room and you bow a certain number of times Mm -hmm. and follow this like procedure every because we it was multiple of us so we're all just following line by line right yeah and you know very quiet no joking around just you know just respectful and stuff like absolutely that. yeah no shoes you got to leave your shoes on take leave your shoes outside yep and you walk in that, that, that that's it was really cool that's that's more culture it was really cool that's, 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 that's more culture right there uh but before, before shang chi goes inside the house uh, katie's apartment he takes off his shoes and the camera shows you him taking off his shoes intentionally because that's a very you know that's yeah. a very uh it's a very, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to generally say Asian practice, but, you know, um, I think it is an, an Asian practice. Um, you know, sp- speaking of homies, shout out to uh, Jackie Nevitt. It's her birthday today. Um, but, you know. Oh, I should tell her happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. Sh- uh, by all means, uh, shoot her a text. But, you know, before walking into her house, she was off, you know. And, uh, you know, and, and Jackie's uh, yep. uh, uh, Filipino. Uh, your friend, is he, ja- is he Chinese, Japanese? Um, he is, I believe he is, uh, Taiwanese. Taiwanese. A little bit of okay. No, he's not full though. He got a lot. Right. He got a lot. But, but, there, but, but there you go. You know, Jackie is Filipino. Your friend is Taiwanese. Shang-Chi is Chinese. It's in Chi- in the Asian culture, you know, leave the dirt and grime of the outside world outside. Don't bring that into the, into our sanctuary, our, our home, our, our place of rest. Um, which is like, it's another great practice. Um, was another thing, another piece of culture. Um, oh, one of the best jokes, uh. I don't. I forget his name, but he's a great comedian. Um, uh, the guy who uh, who shows up after Shang Chi signs the the death waiver, not knowing it's a death waiver. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. He turns. To, uh, he's like Shang, uh, speaking in Mandarin. He's like, he's like bus, like bus boy. You you did you you took out five uh, goons and a giant Romanian on a bus, and then he turns to to Katie in in Mandarin, and you you're the driver. And she's like, oh, my, my Chinese sucks. He goes, oh, that's okay. I speak ABC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. A, that was a great joke. Like that got a big laugh. Um, uh, two two uh, lines of dialogue that got an audible reaction from the uh, from the audience. Speaking of of respect and and culture, um, uh, in the third act when they're prepping for battle, and uh, one of the elders are taking Katie to the shooting range, and you know, and that's where she meets uh, Guangbo, who you know. Uh, I don't know the actor's name, but I love him so much. Um, she's like, oh, it's so great that you guys, you know, find what you're good at and you master it. Every time I find something I'm kind of good at, I give up on it because I, I, I know my limits. Um, and then the lady is just, you know, gives her the bow and arrow and says, like, shoot. And she's like, if you aim at nothing, you're going to hit nothing. And the audience was like, ooh, like, that, was a good, that was a good line. And it's, it's just like, um, you know, the, the Michael Jordan quote, you know, you miss 100% of the, ch- of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Um. That, that's it's the same. It's literally saying the same thing. Like you don't even try. Like you're not. Like if you don't try, you will never succeed. 
Uh, right. And then a few moments later, when their father, when Wu and the Ten Rings show up, and Guangbo is like, uh, um, uh, we didn't accept you because the sins of your past would taint our land. And he's like, in, in Mandarin, watch, uh, watch how you speak to me, young man. I've lived 10 of your lifetimes. That got a massive audio. Like, I don't know how many black folk were in the theater with me, but like that, mm-hmm. that got an audible, like, dang. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, it, had a great, it had a great reaction. Um, but, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was, that was actually, that's my favorite line in the, that not, mm, is that my favorite? Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite line. I think in it's that, badass. That movie, it's just, it's great. It's just like, yeah, let, let's, it's like, hey, 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 let's be clear. Yeah, let's not forget where we are standing. Yes. you know, like, let's, no, 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 let's not, don't, don't talk crazy. Yeah, that, that, don't talk crazy. Don't, don't get crazy, man. You know, know who you're talking to. Yeah, know who you talking to. Um, and yeah, like uh, when we get the flashback of what happened, you know, this is obviously full spoilers since we just <laughs> talked about the entire movie for the last half hour. Uh, when we, you know, the mom dies, she gets jumped, and because she left Hollow, she doesn't have her her magic flowing kung fu. You know, as as they describe it, the uh, mm-hmm. Talo gives you the this martial arts star, this martial arts style from the gods. Like it's, it's this powerful, unique ability, and she loses that because she chose her husband and family over Talo, and uh, mm-hmm. so the the men grossly outnumber her and, and they jump her and she's beaten to death. Yeah, and Wen Wu, you know, is like. Uh, your mother told me I could change, but if, if I didn't take off those rings, those men never would have done that. I, I think your mother was wrong. Puts on the ten rings, mm-hmm. takes Shang-Chi, they go to the bar where the guys are hiding, and this guy, I, it's so dope and so badass. He's wearing a fresh shoot jacket, but the sleeves are rolled up, obviously, for the rings. He leaves, mm-hmm. he leaves Shang-Chi at the entrance, walks up to them smoothly, karate chops I- um, the, the table in half, splits these niggas in... Sorry. Oops. <laughs> splits these... <laughs> what? Whoa. Why are you saying oops? Splits, you can say nigga, bro. These, <laughs> he, he, you are black. Kar- you can say nigga. <laughs> he karate chops the, the, the table in half, splits these niggas in half. Like, this one guy has like a 12 gauge shotgun. He blocks it in point blank range with the rings, takes them out. It's just, and then the rest of the action you see in the reflection of the mirror. I, I, I love that. Just like in. Um, so I was yeah. going to say that my favorite part of the scene was that it initially doesn't. This, the, in the scene. When the dad, when he starts walking towards the dudes at the table, at that point, the camera had been following him, but it stops and it's like, oh, the camera's reflecting a young Shang. Yeah. So it's literally the camera's at, you see Shang's head looking at what's happening. You get to see it. You're at the same level that he's at, you know, and it's just creating that feeling of you're also following this man into this room and you get to stop and see what it looks like for him to do what he, what he needed to do. Yeah. And, you know. That shit was fucking badass. It was it was super badass, and um, and uh, it's crazy. It's so fucked up. On the third act, uh, he was like, "You were there when it happened, and and you watched her die." Like, fam, he was seven. Yeah, you're training him, but he's freaking seven. And so yeah. like, well, that's because at that point he's so far gone. Yeah, you know? exactly. He's so far gone, yeah. and if the rings are what I think they are based on the comics, then. You know that dude was messing with some crazy mojo. Yeah, right. Because he hurt. Mojo. He hurt. The whole thing is his wife is dead, but he's hearing the voice of her from beyond that gate that's covered in dragon scales that kind of seals off the demons, the soul suckers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and Michelle Yeoh, the auntie, knows it because um, they say our father's coming. He can hear the voices of our mom. He thinks she's uh, locked behind that gate. He's coming, and she was like, uh, "Why would you? Uh, why would he think that?" 
and they're like, we don't know, auntie. And she's like, is he still wearing the rings? And he's like, he's never taken them off. And she goes, okay, that, that, that's probably it. Like, they're, like the, 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 that, that demon sucker, the big evil dragon, knows the ten rings can open the gate. And so he's yeah. calling to, you know, Wenwu. Um, mm-hmm. So that that was, uh, you know, it's just it just adds to his character. Like, and like you say, the the pathetic nature of of this character. Now that he's just wants his wife back, um, he's alone in his office, looking through scripture, and and he's just he, he again. He's a Tony Lung is a veteran. In his eyes, you can see the the pain and desperation and and the and the mournfulness. He's he's not mm-hmm. he doesn't have to say anything for you to know how he feels. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh. Uh, you mentioned it last time. The guy who starts recording the bus fight. <laughs> yeah, if, Spider Dude. If he can be the new Stanley cameo, that would yeah, be great. I, <laughs> I would not mind him being the new Stanley. Of just, just him happening to be around every while single. While <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I'd mind that. Because Spider-Man Homecoming, right. you know, is Queens, New York. Hey, yep. you're the Spider Guy from YouTube, right? Call me Spider Man. Okay, Spider Man, do a flip. Does a flip. Yeah, and now he's in San Francisco. All right, everybody, it's your boy. Uh, I actually did a little martial arts when I was twelve years old, so I'm a, I'm a gauge this fight real quick. <laughs> like, bro, you have no right to judge the fight. Like, <laughs> twelve years old, you probably made it to like green belt or something and called it a day. <laughs> um, but uh, before we switch, because um, I do want to talk a little bit about what if with you, uh, let's mm-hmm. talk about the post credit scenes, um, which is the most MCU. Uh, you know, this entire movie is, uh, you know, with Wong. Uh, so Wong, Captain Marvel, and uh, Bruce Banner are analyzing the rings. They're on the ground and, you know, kind of spread out in a circle, and they're projecting a light image of the rings, and they zoom in, and there's a beacon within the light signaling something or someone. We don't know what, but uh, we know the rings obviously are not vibranium and yeah. uh, they ask uh, Shang-Chi how long did your father have them he said about a thousand years and and Bruce Banner says the heat signature would uh, would uh, um, suggest otherwise it's, they're even older than that um, mm-hmm. the, the, um, uh, Captain Marvel says it's not it's not Chitari um, you know uh, Thanos's army um, those, the, it's, not, it's, not, it's not their technology um, mm-hmm. we don't know what it is but we'll be in touch uh captain marvel dips and he's like welcome to the circus which is you know you know welcome to the avengers you know, it's dope um mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. so funny uh and and uh wong is like you know go home rest the the course of your life will change forever and then of course they don't it's a great post-credit scene uh did that post-credit scene like do anything for you at all in terms of like uh future uh uh you know Hypotheses. Yeah, ramifications, what it could mean. Um So for me, the biggest thing, right, mm. is that they changed a lot about Shang-Chi's lore. Yeah, they did. I, I I'm aware. So like like I you, I'm sure you talked about it a little bit earlier, but like the ten rings in the comics are completely different. Yeah. They're not even attached to him. Yeah. They're not even they're like they're not even attached to him at all. You know? Mm-hmm. So and the ten rings are actually more like Green Lantern rings, where they seek out hosts. Yeah, and stuff like yep, that. yep. Like it's it's completely different in the comics. So that's one of the things going into this one. I was leaving this one, I guess. I was like, that's pretty sick. 
I have no idea where this is going. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what it could be pinging. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe Galactus? Yeah. I don't know. And don't uh, know. Or, you know, or maybe, yeah, or maybe even more Kane the Conqueror. Who knows? Um, the, the sec- That's possible, too. The second post-credit scene, uh, the uh, Xiaoling, uh, uh, ex- I can't, I, I'm not going to try. Uh, Xiaoling, uh, Xiaoling, um, uh, she's supposed to be going back to uh, the compound to take down the dad's operations, but this yeah. it's revealed she, she might not be. And yeah. it could be implying she might become the next uh, antagonist for her brother, or she's kind of introducing a new, uh, a new era of of of, uh, of good guys. Right? Yeah, exactly. Maybe they're not going to be conquerors, but you know, uh, peacemakers. Um, very similar to uh, to uh, T'Challa Star Lord's what if the Ravagers, you know, with with T'Challa Star Lord, they're not pirates who go around making you know underground deals. They're heroes. They go around the galaxy doing nice things for people. Um, So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I really loved Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. It cracked my top five. I had to, as funny, and as much as I love Paul Rudd, I had to knock Ant-Man down a notch to fit uh, Shang-Chi into my top five. Ant-Man in your top five, I fucking love Ant-Man. I like your style. The first first Ant-Man is hilarious. The, spe- the, the special effects are really great. Um, uh, David Asmalchen, you know, Polka Dot Man is, is, is the Russian Kurt friend. You know, the Baba Yaga, my friend. I don't want mm-hmm. to... Uh, yes, it's hilarious. T.I., you know, he's hilarious. Uh, oh, of course. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, Michael Pena. Like, if, if, if not the guy recording the fight on the, on the bus, let him be the new... <laughs> let, just let him how be... Do you, how do you remember all these people? Oh, my mind, man. You know my mind. Yeah, I'm a I'm, I, no, I'm just a loser who fucking nerd. Fucking nerd. Um, I don't remember how much of what if we talked about, like how far we got. Like we talked about Captain Carter, I think. Uh, yeah. Did we talk about um, T'Challa, Star Lord, and uh, I think we did. We did. I think so. We did. We did. Yeah. Um. Uh, we did not get to talk about uh, Dark Doctor Strange. Jeez. We did. We did. What? We did? I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. No, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Okay. We didn't. Um, Let us, let's go. Okay. I think, so, you know, people are, I love Doctor Strange when he's interacting with Avengers and other characters, and his solo movie has brilliant special effects. It's so trippy, that movie. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't personally care for the character by himself. Um, I feel that way about Iron Man. I feel that way about Thor. I like these characters when they're interacting with teams. I like them more that way. Um, by themselves, I'm just not as invested. Um, I agree. But um, I think a lot of comic book fans like yourself would agree this dark Doctor Strange is super Doctor Strange. It's weird. It's yeah. it's it's creepy at times. Like it's 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 quiet. Qui- That's the yeah. main thing for me. Yeah. It's quiet. So so so, so you go Strange ahead. Is quiet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so before we start, yeah. I can just say I just quickly, very quickly did my top five Marvel movies. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Hell yeah. Because uh, I was curious. Because I was like, damn, what are mine? In no particular order. Okay. Uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yes, absolutely. And then I think I said Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep, me too. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, okay. Thor Ragnarok. Okay. And Dude. I had to kick, I I had to kick Ant Man out. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> but I gotta give it to um to Endgame. Endgame. Oh, okay. 
Hell yeah, I love Endgame. I love Endgame. I gotta give it to Endgame. It's just a perfect... It's just a great ending to everything. Yeah. And I know the the weird one that I, people always question about is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might even be in my top three. Oh, wow. I just really like the way that this movie handles characters. And you know me. I characters. like characters. That's the main reason I watch movies, read books, watch a cartoon, anime. It's not for action. It's not for cinematography. I like to see the characters. Yeah. And in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, there's just so many great moments of character from everyone and from even like from people you wouldn't even expect. Agreed. Right? Like the weird, the thing with Drax and Mantis, great, and, like amazing. The thing with Gamora and Nebula and their whole fucked up sister relationship, beautiful, great. Rocket and Yondu, yeah, that's the best part of the movie. Yeah, it's the best part of the fucking movie. Their relationship, yeah, like all of it is just is just so awesome. And yeah, so and then obviously uh, Peter and his dad, you yeah. know that goes without saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is, I think, it's one of the best, the best, the best Marvel movies. It's, it's yeah, it's great. Lit, I love it. Lit, love it. Um, I can't watch it without getting a tad emotional. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I feel it. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, what if? I, I love this show. It's very comic booky. Okay. Right. No, I was supposed to go to Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Doctor Strange that I know is a very quiet character. It's reading doctor strange is so much different from reading other comic book characters because it's not normally it's not very flashy and spontaneous it's normally just him sitting in a chair him reading a book him looking out at something him flying through a big hallway or a fantastical plane like it's very very quiet and it has its moments where it gets crazy obviously yeah but a lot of strange is just a quiet story about a solitary man holding the world together alone on a level that only he can right you know so that's what makes it so that's what makes dr strange dr strange in this episode where you see him going on this quest where wong isn't there as a sidekick he doesn't have the ancient to talk to you know like he's by himself well one version of him is by himself the entire time and that's what a normal dr strange story is it's normally him in the elements doing whatever he can to survive yeah and like maintain yeah yeah and that's exactly why that episode hit so hard for so many people which for me it was kind of overhyped i went in expecting something crazy and i was like oh it's just a regular dr strange story yeah but i get it if you're not if you've never experienced it before why you go that's that's the reason why people like dr strange yeah like literally that that is that's that is a great representation of why people like reading dr strange so you know, I get it. Yeah, it was a bit overhyped for me, but I, I did enjoy the episode. I think the hype comes from the ending. It's just sad. It just well, ends. A and lot of his stories ends. Th- a lot of his stories end like, well, at least the world didn't get blown up. Yeah, except in this, it kind of does. Like reality, it does melts yeah. away, and he's in this magical cocoon because he even breaks the fourth wall in the biggest way and talks to the Watcher, who's the narrator of this show. No one else can do that. He looked up to the sky and said, hey, you, you can, you can stop this. He goes, I can't. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, he's talking to the Watcher. <laughs> yep. And like, it's cool seeing the Watcher in the sky, you know, doing this thing, watching the story. But like, to, to, addr- yeah, cause that's what we're doing, to, you know? to address him directly, I thought that was, was, was really cool. Um, so for Doctor Strange and the MCU, in the movie, 
he has to suffer, you know, the ancient, the ancient one talks about an absolute point in time, something that always has to happen. You can't, some things can be changed, sure, go ahead, willy-nilly. Some things cannot be changed. In order for you to be Doctor Strange, you have to suffer some extreme form of loss. And in the movie, he loses his hands, which is his everything. He's a doctor. If he can't use his hands, he can't do his, his job. And in What If, yep. it's, it's, it's uh, Dr. Christine Palmer, played by uh, uh, Rachel McAdams in the movie. She, her death is an absolute point in time. She has to die or else he doesn't become Sorcerer Supreme, which is his destiny. Um, uh, so he goes through all these ways with the, with the time stone, breaking, breaking the rules, the eye of Agamotto, uh, to bring her back over and over again and trying different ways. It's so morbid watching it as a, as a viewer. She dies over and over again. He, he's like, okay, this time we'll take the, the long way, um, not the highway. And she still dies. Okay, this time I won't go. I, I won't pick her up. And she gets mugged and still dies. Okay, this time we're, we're going to dinner. We're not going to the event. A guy walks in with a gun. She still dies. Like, I'm like, Jesus. Like, <laughs> that's relentless. <laughs> um, and, so, uh, and so he turns to dark magic. You know, how do I break an absolute point in time? And, and he finds out. And he's absorbing all these, all these, the power of these demons in these, in these forbidden texts. And the ancient one who is dead, I think, um, well, when she approaches him, she's like a, a spirit. And this thing that melts my mind, knowing that we're doing more, you know, uh, uh, multiverse stuff. When the Ancient One splits Doctor Strange into two, and now we have two Doctor Strange Stranges in one universe in a way that doesn't break the, the universe's rules, that, that blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, this show is getting deep. Um, but yeah, I, I really like that one. It's not my favorite one. Um, I really like the, the zombie episode. Um, I well, yeah. I see. For me, it's like mm-hmm. because I've already had years of Marvel zombies, right? Yeah. What sucks is that I've already the concept of it is not novel to me anymore. Right? Yeah. So then it just turns into a regular zombie story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it. And I'm just kind of like, don't really care. For yeah, you know, uh, did you get? That's just me. As, as a, I don't like zombie stories. Um, as a Spider-Man fan, did you get anything out of this cool relationship between Peter Parker and Hope Van Dyne, the Wasp? Like her being uh, the one, like, like smile for me, Peter. Like it's okay. Like he, he's still a kid, and he's he he's you know he gets kind of low sometimes. He's human. He's you know he's one of us. Like Spider-Man is the most relatable comic character. He saves the day, goes home, and does homework. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, who also loves Spider-Man, but you know, obviously you, he's your guy. Um, I really liked that relationship. Um, I liked uh, Bucky taking out zombie Cap and be like, sorry, pal, I guess this is the end of the line. I was like, damn. Um, sad, sad. <laughs> that, that, that was sad. Uh, Vision just being a savage and bringing people to feed his zombie wife, Wanda, like, like yeah. he gave Black Panther her like, but he gave like Black Panther's leg to Wanda or something like. Yep. That's so so effed up. Uh, Ant Man Scott Lang is a head, is <laughs> like on on, yep. on some Futurama type shit. He's just a head in a jar. <laughs> yeah, and then he ended up being the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, <laughs> and he's still cracking jokes, regardless. Um, and that that's one thing I saw. Um, someone thought it was a little too funny. They wanted more of the zombie apocalypse kind of feel. Yeah, it felt too. That's fair. It that's still fair. felt too lighthearted. Um, I, and mm-hmm. I I totally get that. But, um, you know what I yeah. took away from this yeah. for Spi- as a Spider-Man fan? Yeah. Man, I wish Peter was older. Oh, okay. 
at, at this point. I like Tom Holland, but man, I wish this Spider-Man was older. Okay. At least college. Like, at least college, you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean it. Because it's like they're not going the ultimate Spider-Man route. Yeah. Right? So because they're not going that route and they're having him... Yeah, I really wish Peter was older. So which... um. Is it, uh, is it the Amazing Spider-Man where he's uh, in high school? So Amazing Spider-Man, Peter initially starts off as a college student, I believe. Okay. If, if not college, like a senior in high school. Okay. Uh, for a majority of the Amazing Spider-Man story run, Peter has been either in college, in grad school, and for like the past seven or so years, eight years maybe, he's just been an adult living life and getting jobs and stuff. Maybe 10 years. I'll say a decade, yeah. So a majority of his character in 616 is just the college to post-college years, like college and grad school. So the one you're thinking of where he's a teenager for the entire run is the one I was talking about, which is Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ultimate Spider-Man is where he's a teenager. But the thing about Ultimate Spider-Man was that it wasn't as lighthearted and it was a, it wasn't he couldn't he wasn't iron man jr right yeah yeah that's the biggest thing with the he, MCU. he's not tied to another character he's kind of like an equivalent he would have been the, like ant-man where he's off doing his own thing and every now and then he'll bump into something related to an avenger yeah right that's kind of how he was in ultimate spider-man and that's why it, it worked because he really was your friendly neighborhood spider-man yeah. so with this one where he's already been to space like yeah no I, I really wish this was an older peter okay really yeah do. yeah like uh just seeing all those moments i just him being older he looked older in this he did guy, he, he did um his, he, he was a little taller his hair was, was different he kind of looked more like andrew garfield's um smarter man yeah. yeah uh but yeah so like uh captain cardo comparatively to everything else we've gotten felt a bit like a like a lob I still love it because, yeah. like, she is such a badass with that shield. Like, she's just taking heads off with that thing. Uh, T'Challa, Star Lord, you know, uh, just that's probably my. It's still, it's it's still my favorite. Um, today, uh, Killmonger, uh, saves Tony. Is 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 uh, that that episode dropped today? I, I haven't watched it yet. I'm uh, waiting for Rachel to come home because mm -hmm. we, we uh, watch it together. Um, but uh, yeah, like <laughs> Drax never losing his wife and child. Thanos, like giving up his 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 uh his crusade and being like you know i i had my my plan and i still don't think it, it's uh it's uh without its merits but the child and i had a long conversation and i saw the light like yeah. and like uh uh, uh jimon hansu's character who's like um some I, I, I don't know his name but uh he's like star lord that that guy Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if it's how he became like a family. Yeah, if it's if it's Chris Pat, he's like, who the fuck are you? Like, I don't know who you are. But if it's Charlotte Bozeman, Star Lord, I'm, it's an honor to meet you. Like, oh, can we spar? It'll be an honor to spar. Like, whatever you say. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, my lord. He's like, Hilarious. it's so funny. And like every, it's that too. Like, at, like uh, I'm pretty sure uh, T'Challa, Star Lord, and Nebula smashed. Like, she has like a cute nickname for him, and they're like little flirtatious with oh, each yeah, other. Yeah. Um, she. They were doing the do. And because of him, she's not a cyborg. Yeah. Thanos is the one, you know, if, if everything goes out the way we know it, Thanos tortures her because every time he makes, he makes Nebula and Gamora fight, Gamora doesn't, doesn't hold back and beats her. He's like, okay, I need to make you better. Takes out her eye, mechanical eye. Takes out her brain, puts in a 
you know, microchip, takes out her metal, uh, takes off her arm, puts in a metal arm. Because of T'Challa, that never happens. It's yeah. just, it's just, it's very beautiful. And, um, and uh, at the end of the episode, when the Ravagers, you know, go back home to, you know, take, ch- help, they go with T'Challa back to Wakanda because T'Challa finds out, you know, how to, finds his way home. Uh, one of the door Milaje, whether it's uh, um, Okoye or, or Ayo, they're like, uh, they're talking to Thanos, and she's like, uh, my friend, that sounds an awful lot like genocide. He's like, no, 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 you don't get it. It's at random. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he no. tries to justify. Thanos being the, the, the boomer dad just trying to prove that he had some type of point in his head. Yeah. <laughs> trying to justify genocide. No. Yep. No. Hilarious. So funny. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, um, I, I, I think that's still my favorite one. I, I do like uh, how dark and morbid Doctor Strange is. I like how weird it is. I like how it ends. Um, mm-hmm. But again, you know, Doctor Strange by himself. Even though What If is my favorite Doctor Strange I've seen so far, I still don't. I still don't like him that much when he's by himself. If he's interacting with Spider Man, like um, in the trailer for uh, No Way Home, people are complaining. Oh, why would Doctor Strange agree to help Peter Parker? I'm like, because he's a dickhead. Yeah, Doctor Strange is a doctor dickhead. Doctor dickhead. Like, and, uh, yeah, and it's like a, like you said, he, he he it's like an ego thing. He needs to prove that yeah. he can do it. Yep. Like I need help. Like I I probably shouldn't, but I know I can. So you know I'm I'm you know exactly. And um, uh, I I uh shortly after shortly after the uh the trailer dropped because of who I follow on social media, I'm always coming across you know panels of comics, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a comic where uh, Peter does the the exact thing. Doctor Strange, I need you to, to help me um, erase some people's minds. People like my, my identity got out to some people. I need, uh-huh. I need, yeah, I need you to help me. And one more day, a character kind of like Wong, if not exactly like Wong, is like, like Stephen Strange. Like this is so reckless. Like, how, why would you agree to help this sixteen-year-old kid? And Stephen Strange just goes, you know, Peter Parker is the best of us. I, even I know that. You know, like I'm Sorcerer Supreme for a reason. I I know all. I see all. With my invisible, you know, third eye, I know this kid is the best of us. He he's the future. He he's he's gonna lead us one day. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was really, that, was, that was really beautiful. Um, but yeah, uh, you you saw the uh, trailer for No Way Home, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, I did, did a couple times. Did, couple did times. it do anything for you? Did you like it? Um, Sinister Six. Sinister Six is awesome. Yeah. But it's the same problem I have with Miles in the comic books. Right, right. You said that. Yep. Go ahead. Which is my big issue is that I don't like the fact that Peter hasn't had a movie that's just his. Yes. Uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland's Peter. mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, for example, like Homecoming, Iron Man is fully in the movie. Yeah. Like, um, he's a main character. Several appearances, right? Yeah. Far from home. Iron Man's Far dead. He's referenced in every scene. And then you have, you so know. So annoying. <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick Fury's there. Happy's Nick there. Fury's happy. Uh, 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 Hill, uh, Nick Fury's right-hand woman. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just. So, uh, it's just like, it's this feeling of just like the kid always has to have someone else from the other movies to show up and be like oh we know someone yeah you know? and it's un- it's, un- and it's then- unfortunate for tom holland because people are like oh he can't carry it this he can't carry it by himself the mantle spider he can he's just they're not letting him <laughs> so 
they keep like the, 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 it's like you said they're not going the uh, ultimate Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man route. They're not letting him be Spider-Man completely. They yeah. keep the, it's, the, it's throwing it's, him into other people's yeah, stories yeah. or having other people show up in his and 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 just making him the apprentice of Iron Man is just it really puts a a, a hinder. Yuck. Yeah, Yuck. yeah, it puts a it puts a hindrance on his character big time the worst i hate it i hate that decision to this day yeah. oh my god why i mean i i get that we skipped his origin story so we don't see uncle ben get murked and and if a, from a certain point of view you could easily see tony stark as the figure of yeah, uncle ben which, sucks. which still that sucks it's gross. it still doesn't work yuck. yeah <laughs> yuck but, uh, I spit on that. yeah <laughs> But um, it's it's exciting, you know. Uh, we, we're getting Tobey Maguire's uh, Doc Ock. Um, we get to see uh, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin's uh, grenade or yeah. uh, pumpkin bomb. I don't know what it's called. Um, God, I love Dafoe. Yeah, <laughs> he's perfect. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, that leaked image of Andrew Garfield, who he's doing his job by denying it. But fam, you're in the fucking movie. <laughs> there's no way you're not at this point. There's no way. There's yeah, no so way I need not. everybody on the internet to go and apologize to that Uber driver that y'all called a liar. Yeah. <laughs> when he said he dropped off food to that guy from Spider-Man. In Atlanta, Georgia. An asshole. Yeah. Where they're filming the movie. <laughs> they're like, man, you just made that up for attention. He's like, bro, I don't even know what y'all talking about. I just know that dude was from Spider-Man and he was an asshole. And he did not tip. That, that, yeah. That's all he had to <laughs> He's say. An I was like, God damn. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, we've been going for about an hour. Uh, we talked about Shang Chi. Uh, we talked yep. about What If. Um, I'm probably gonna watch the new one after this. Uh, oh, you haven't seen it yet? No, have you? You watched it today? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did watch shit. It. Oh man. Okay. Do you want to give your thoughts? I don't care. You don't care? Are you sure? Uh, I I read some stuff already. Uh, but you okay. go ahead. Uh, what what do you think about it? Um, so far. I did not care. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw some I saw some backlash um, about this one. I did not care about this one. I didn't care. Yeah. Is, is it? I didn't really care for it. Is is it like the weakest one so far? You think? No, no, no. Okay. I, it's not the weakest. It's not the weakest. It's interesting, like watching it unfold, but because it, it's Killmonger saving Iron Man from the first movie, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know like where it goes from there. Like, that I I, I, I yeah. like um. Is T'Challa in it at all? Yes. Okay. I, I, I heard I heard some sad things regarding his character. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I saw someone say, I wish this episode came with, like, a warning of, of discretion. Um, of discretion? Yeah. What does that entail? Um, I guess, like, the first ten minutes of, of the episode is, like, jarring for anyone who uh, was, like... I don't know, like a big fan of T'Challa or like uh, Chadwick. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, like um, I don't think that's necessary. I mean, I guess if it's if it's bothering people. Yeah. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> Sam. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I just I don't know, dude. I mean, he's gone. Yeah. We gotta accept that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. Honestly. Um, but yeah, um, I'm gonna watch the episode uh probably right now. Uh, this is great. Uh, we fixed our bug. Uh, my screen was fine the entire time. This should be it. I, th- I think we got it, man. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Because if not, probably just end up, you know. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. No promises. Yeah, yeah, don't. All right, let's call it here. Let's call I'll it. I'll stop in now.